Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's Mark Dondero on WEEI. WEEI. All right, back here on WEI, Mark Dardare with you alongside Justin Turpin. It's been fun talking a little Celtics. Derek White, been a great uh, season for them. Inaugural year, Justin covering the team. Great job. Let's get back to the phones here. Liz is in Hadley um, on Belichick. Hey, Liz. Hello. Hey, Liz. Hey. Yeah, so we don't want to get rid of Belichick. I think that's insane. I mean, I think Belichick had to regroup after Brady. He had a whole system with Brady. He probably didn't have to do much on the quarterback end. That's a whole adjustment for Belichick, not for everybody else. But he's a genius. We got Zappi, the offensive coordinator. I think we should stick with what we got, and Belichick will figure it out. Thank you. Thank you. I disagree completely. Um, His system was Tom Brady. And unfortunately, this is the point I've been making, what made Belichick great was his management of the greatness that was Tom Brady. Now, that's not taking anything away from what Belichick accomplished during those years, but that's what made him ultimately great. I don't think the Patriots, even with Brady, win six Super Bowls if Steve Mariucci is the coach or if Sean Payton's the coach. Belichick was a big reason that they were able to win those Super Bowls. One game at a time, defensive game plans that complemented Brady perfectly and his management skills and taking care of the ball. And then, you know, in the later years, the offensive explosiveness that they had and all those people, all those pieces that he brought in. Belichick, Gronk, Edelman, um, trading for Amendola, even guys like Chris Hogan, James White. I mean, the list goes on and on. Even offensively, he did things. But he doesn't have that quarterback anymore. And he had a chance to get the quarterback, and it didn't happen. And then he had a little bit of a window where the quarterback that he did draft was playing well, and then it was ruined. I don't know if that was all Bill. Maybe it was more Mac, but it was ruined one way or another. And now I'm playing the odds a little bit. I mean, on top of just looking at what's happened and the tangible stuff in front of me, I'm playing the odds. And the odds say that Bill Belichick at 72 years old isn't going to get back to what he was. You had your chance. You had your time. And guess what? It, it doesn't always go that well for an entire career. You're going to run into issues. You're going to run into things. Let's talk to Dustin in Portland on Belichick. Hey, Dustin. Hey, how's it going? Uh, I just want to touch on this Belichick situation. I'm completely in agreement with you. We've had several years now. Every single year, it has just gotten progressively worse. The writing on the wall is trying to print up this pretty picture. We're about to have a good season to defense. 
Belichick, let's rally behind it. We brought in Bill O'Brien, and here we are. They're still flat on our face. And the only outlier that's remained the same is him. And the Crafts, but the Crafts own the team, so there's nothing we can do about that. But I just think it is time to mutually part ways, like the reports are kind of saying. And he's not that genius anymore. Deep down, yes, he is. And I respect and love him for what he's done, but look at where we are. That's right. Thanks for the call, Dustin. I mean... It's just, uh, you know, yes, he is still capable of putting together a game plan defensively. But I just feel like these people were, well, if you, you know, if you bring in a GM and, and you don't let him do the, the, you know, picking of the players, then he can just be Bill the coach. And, well, if you don't let him pick all of his staff and then you let, you know, some real good coaches come in, how many things are we going to micromanage here? It's not going to work. It's over. You gave him a chance. You gave him some time post-Brady. He had a little bit of a run there. You know, that for, you know, 2020 is what it is. They, you know, they, I don't understand why they didn't have more of a plan in place. Cam Newton felt like a, a last minute, last ditch effort at some type of relevancy. I don't know what that was. Didn't work out great. You didn't make the playoffs. You couldn't, you were not dynamic offensively. Okay. And then you go into Mac Jones. It starts off really well. You have an explosive offseason. Mac looks great. They're the number one number one seed in the AFC. You go into the bye week, and everything goes down downhill and, and goes south. And it's just, it's never been any good since. And it's just gotten worse and worse since. I mean, the man is not young in terms of being a head coach anymore. It's, it's a lot of effort. And I know he loves it, and I know he's got it down to a science and all those things. It's just, it's the, the chance, I, I would love for a story like that to unfold. It'd be Hollywood. It'd be the movies. But I'm just, I'm trying to live here in real life, and it just doesn't feel like after all the success he had that it's going to be able to have a chance to, let's say, run it back. I don't see it coming to that. It's more likely, hey, you had your time. Now it's somebody else's time. That's the way it's been. And again, if Belichick goes somewhere else and he finds success or if he has a situation where he can get a quarterback, I think the best case scenario for him would be Buffalo. I don't know. It just doesn't feel like it's ever going to happen here again. It could happen somewhere else, and that is fine. And I'd be able to handle that a lot easier than what I did with you know with Brady. That was devastating for me to watch Brady. I was rooting against Brady. I didn't want him to win in Tampa. I didn't want him to. I didn't want him to be with somebody else. I didn't want him to win in Tampa. It, it hurt to watch him win in Tampa. If Belichick, because I thought he could still do it here, if they just supported him, which they didn't, Nikhil Harry. If they had supported him, and I get Tampa wasn't drafting thirty thirty one every year, but the, he had the support there. If they had that support here, if they were a little bit more aggressive, if they did what the Celtics are doing now and operated with that kind of mentality every year, he could have still won here. And when you traded Jimmy Garoppolo, I would have been completely in commitment to Tom Brady until he said, I'm done. If you want to bring Alex in, if you want Alex to, you know, rub you down naked in the middle of the locker room, go ahead. I, I just want Tom Brady here until he is done, or until it's clear he stinks. You know? Until it's clear, what did Brady always used to say? When was he going to retire? And it didn't even end up being this way, but what did he always used to say? When was he going to retire? When I suck, I'll retire. Did he ever suck? Not really, but he still retired. 
What would you say right now about Bill Belichick in that situation? Does he suck? If this was Tom, if this was the equivalent, the Belichick situation, or if we found Tom Brady in an equivalent situation that Belichick is in, he would have sucked. This would have been him sucking, and he would have retired. That's why I'm where I am. Because if Brady got to the point and was terrible and didn't want to go, well, guess what? We would have been having all those conversations too. It's just a lot easier to see it on the field when you're a player because it's so black and white. It's a meritocracy. You either can play, you either perform, you either deliver, you don't. It's a lot grayer with the head coach. But to me, these people that are out there saying Belichick should stick around, that's the equivalent of Tom Brady going out there, throwing four picks, being three steps slow, not seeing the field, seeing ghosts, throwing you know balls into oblivion and losing games, but still just holding on to the past. That's what I see when I hear people or what I hear when people are telling me, let's stick with Belichick. No, this is Brady sucking. And that's when he was going to retire. This is Brady looking like he's over the hill. He's washed. He's turning it over. He looks like he doesn't belong in the league. Never came to that for him. Credit to him. Top 10 Bel- uh, Bill Belichick moments. Um, we went, we've gone through 10 through 5. I'll, I'll get you back up to speed on what those are. And then we'll get into the top 5 if we have time. The number 10 moment of Bill Belichick's time with the New England Patriots. And feel free to chime in, Justin, if you disagree with any of these vehemently. Number 10, on a Cincinnati press conference. I think it was just, you had to have some press conference represented there because it was such a big part of Belichick and what he was and his identity with the Patriots. And that, I felt like, was one of the signature moments of Bill Belichick press conferences. On to Cincinnati, on to Cincinnati. That's the number 10 moment in Belichick's time here. And don't forget, after that press conference, when they got to Cincinnati, even though the game was in Gillette, they dominated. So it was a very, you know, it was a a big moment in that season where they were coming off that awful loss. You didn't know which way the season was going to go, and they looked like the Patriots again and dominated a team that at the time, the Bengals, I believe were 3-0, and they were coming into Gillette on fire, playing well, and it was a big marquee matchup. That was a big game. That's the 10th most most important moment of the Belichick tenure at the Patriots. Number 9, Bill Belichick shutting out Patrick Mahomes in the first half of the 2018 AFC Championship game. Now, obviously, he turned it up. Mahomes did in the second half. But Belichick shutting him out, having a plan in place that kept them down so far for at least the first half was key. And then Brady did the rest. It was a perfect complimentary win between Belichick and Brady. And they needed every bit of it because that Chiefs team, even though Mahomes was still on the come up a little, I mean, he had arrived. But he wasn't exactly what he was yet. He hadn't won a championship, obviously. He hadn't won an MVP yet. That Chiefs team was stacked. Okay, Kelsey, prime Kelsey, prime Hill, Sammy Watkins, Hardman, like all these guys they had as weapons defensively. I mean, I don't even, was Eric Berry still on that team? They had Chris Jones. They had all these, these guys. That was an awesome team. And for Belichick and Brady to win that one, that was a beautiful exclamation point at the end of the dynasty. Belichick holding Mahomes scoreless in the first half. Big moment for him in Kansas City. Number eight, drafting Rob Gronkowski. Dra- you know, Gronk ended up an all-pro. 
Obviously, we know he's a legend. That's number eight, drafting him. Even though he had the back issues, injury concerns, they still drafted him. He turned into a stud. Number seven, the 2012 NFL draft first round. Trading up back into the first round. Chandler Jones, Dante Hightower. You changed the direction of the defense. It was a team that had lost its way defensively, believe it or not. 2010, 2011, can't stop a nosebleed. You know, what was that guy's name? Um, Why am I blanking on his name? Bart Scott. That defense wasn't very good. Now you get these two guys, these stalwarts defensively, even though um, Jones was only here for one contract, not even. Changed the culture defensively and brought the Patriots into that next dynasty era. Trading for Randy Moss and Wes Welker at number six. Obviously, that took them from a defensive team to an offensive juggernaut. Undefeated season. That is a, a feather in the cap of Belichick. I don't care. They didn't win the Super Bowl. The undefeated season is a feather in the cap of Bill Belichick. That's 10-6. to six. When we get back, we'll do 5-1. through one. This is Mark Dundare on WEI. But right now, let's trend with JT. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. It's Mark Dondero on WEEI. Download the Odyssey app and listen on demand anytime. All right, back here on WEI. I knew I should have made a bet on uh, Georgia tonight, Justin. I, I just, I just don't trust the bowl games. But what I they, mean, Florida State's not competitive right now. They were giving thirteen and a half, and we're still like minus three fifty. Even giving the thirteen and a half, which is just insane to me. I mean, you just never know. The guy from USC, the backup walk on or whatever, threw for six touchdowns. Like I don't know. I mean, we've seen, even though I, I'm not interested in watching freshmen or an uninspired group, I you never know. Ohio State won a national championship with their third-string quarterback, so you never know who's back there. I'm just saying this whole thing's I mean, Maryland is, is crushing Auburn right now. You know, is that an indictment on the SEC, or is that just, you know, Auburn doesn't care? They're, they're checked out. They're tapped. I don't know. So, oh, man, okay. So, 
just to get back to this list, I'm going to top it off. And there's going to be plenty of time to do things like this as we go. And we're starting to see, um, who was it? Andrew Callahan of the Boston Herald had a piece out today. What does Belichick mean to you? I haven't had a chance to read it yet. But these, you know, these, um, these goodbye Belichick things, this content is starting to trickle its way out. So we'll see. Um, let's go to the top five most important things, moments in the Bill Belichick run here in New England. Number five. The plan and the execution against Peyton Manning in those games against the Colts. Number five is the because that was a big part of his identity. And Manning, obviously, versus Belichick, Manning versus Brady. What those teams could do, the those Colts teams, were dominate other opponents offensively, except the Patriots. I remember coming into some of those games, you were legitimately concerned because they looked like a machine against the Broncos at home in the wild card round or in the divisional round, and they'd come to Gillette and score three points in the snow. It was truly joyous to watch those teams play defense against Peyton Manning. It was a part of Belichick's legacy and lore with the Patriots, and that's why it's number five on the list. Belichick and the game plans against Peyton Manning and the Colts back from yesteryear, number five. Number four, maybe my favorite item on this list, because there's some at the top that just had to go there, but this might be the most underrated, under-discussed part of the entire Patriots dynasty, JT. March of 2014, there was one player that was almost, almost out the door. He went to San Francisco. He was in the building at the Giants. Do you know who that player was? 2014. No, March I, of 2014. He was in the building in the Meadowlands. I don't remember. Julian Who, Edelman. Oh, that's I'm right. I'm just wondering. Belich- I'm giving Belichick credit for this because he, he found, you know, he cultivated Edelman. He drafted him, blah, blah, blah. He gave him a chance. But re signing him in March of 2014. Think about all the things that the team accomplished after March of 2014 and how directly involved. Edelman was what do they accomplish without Edelman that's a question we'll never be able to answer thankfully but I don't know the answer they won a Super Bowl without Gronk they never won a Super Bowl without Edelman and without Edelman honestly playing a huge role you know Super Bowl 49 against the Seahawks he makes the huge catch on third and 14 he, he's dominating that the, the Legion of Boom by going not vertical up the field, but across the field in those routes, those like crossing routes and all the things that he tormented Richard Sherman with. He caught the game-winning touchdown. Obviously, against the, um, the Falcons, he had that ridiculous catch that went down in NFL history. Super Bowl MVP that game. And then, no, he was Super Bowl MVP. Oh, sorry, the Rams, the Rams one. Sorry, yes. So yes. there's the third one. So it's like every time he was huge. And when he wasn't there... Eagles, now they got great production from Gronkowski and and Amendola was a beast in that game, but they still lost. Not necessarily fair. I'm just saying, if they don't get Edelman, or if they let him leave, I'm not sure what they win. I'm not sure they come back against the Ravens in 24. I'm not sure they beat the Rams. I'm not sure. Or even, I mean, for crying out loud, he had two of the three catches on third and long during that epic overtime drive in Kansas City in that AFC Championship game. Gronk had the other one, but the first two went to Edelman. Third and eight, third and nine, or whatever they were, Edelman. I mean, you forgot, I forgot that he was almost out the door. Getting him back in 2014 
was huge. And I actually saw him on Twitter today. He was talking randomly. He said one of the biggest turning points, and it's not a you know it's not a laughing matter, obviously, but was when um, Aaron Hernandez got arrested. That sort of he felt like opened the door for him because he had they had Amendola, they had Hernandez, they had Gronk. So it, you that guy was as clutch and as as big in the playoffs as anybody aside from Brady. I don't know what they win, and maybe Dante Hightower. I don't know what they win if he ended up on the Giants in 2014. So that was that. Number three, the GM work of Bill Belichick in the early 2000s. That's his third most important contribution moment, whatever you want to call it, whatever you want to say, with the Patriots. All those, not just drafting Brady, obviously, the big thing, drafting Richard Seymour, you know, acquiring Mike Vrabel, acquiring Corey Dillon, acquiring Rodney Harrison, drafting Dion Branch, drafting Matt Light, trading or moving on from Drew Bledsoe and, and Lawyer Malloy when he did. Even guys like Asante Samuel had a place. He had so many moves from early in that decade that were, you know, and obviously Brady was helping, but those moves were huge to infuse the culture that was already created by the guys that were drafted by Bill Parcells and a little bit of you know Pete Carroll, but more more Bill Parcells, and then bringing them into the future and into the present. Which, by the way, Justin, I don't know if you thought about this, and I mentioned this the other day, but just because you're here, I'm going to just bring it up again, and it's relevant. It reminds me of the Celtics right now. You have Parcells that drafted all the foundational pieces, you know Ty Law and, and um, Willie McGinnis and Adam Vinatieri and Teddy Bruschi and all those guys. But was was Bill Parcells always able to get that team over the hump? He did it in other spots too. The Giants, yes, but he had Belichick too, so that was a thing. But with the Jets, you know, they were good. He made them good, but they just never could get over the hump. AFC Championship game. With the um, Dallas Cowboys, they were good, but they never could quite get back to where you wanted them to get to. The Patriots, he, made, he got them to the Super Bowl close, but it was Belichick that drafted Brady, Seymour, added all those guys, and eventually got them over the hump. It reminds me of the Celtics. I do like that comparison. That's a very fair comparison. Danny Ainge, he gets Jason Tatum with a stroke of genius. He drafts Jalen Brown. Great move. You know, he drafted Marcus Smart. He helped build that. But then what was the problem with Ainge? Oh, he hoarded the draft picks in Maine. He was never willing to trade anything to get the guy. Maybe he doesn't, you know, go out and supplement those those marquee pieces that he was able to draft with the guys that they needed the support from in order to get to the next level. Maybe that's where Brad Stevens comes in. Derek White, now Chris Stapps Porzingis, makes the trade for, um, you know, he does trade Marcus Smart in that deal. He gets Drew Holiday. He goes out. He is bold. He takes a chance. He trades Rob Williams as much as I loved Robert Williams. Injury is history, and now he's out again for the year. He makes the moves that maybe like what Belichick did with the Parcells group, maybe it's it's Brad Stevens that takes the Celtics over the hump, thanks in large part to what Danny Ainge did, but he's the one that brings them over the goal line. It reminds me, the two situations remind me of each other. Um, it's just something to monitor as we go forward. So that's number three, GM work in the early 2000s. Number two, number one and two I thought you could split, but number two, um, maybe his the most important thing he ever did in his career the management of Tom Brady post-draft, keeping him on the road, obviously drafting him, 
keeping him on the roster, keeping him as the starter when Drew Bledsoe was hurt, and then when he was healthy again, you kept him on the you kept him on the roster, you kept him as the starter. Those were not easy decisions to make. Um, maybe they would have been easier if Bill Belichick was actually Bill Belichick at that time, but he wasn't. Bill Belichick was coming off of a five and eleven season and an zero and two start in two thousand one. He had no cachet, not even close to the cachet that he had now. So that was even more of a risk that he took back then. Huge moment. It defined his entire NFL existence. And I mean, and even going back to the Super Bowl, when Bledsoe came in in the AFC Championship game, no hesitation went right back to Brady. There was no quarterback controversy that week, and it was only one week before the Super Bowl that year because of 9 11. No quarterback controversy, none of the above. They just went right back to Brady. That's a huge. The way he managed Brady and the quarterbacks, the most important position in football, maybe in sports, during that those years, probably the most important thing Bill Belichick would ever do as a as a coach in in football. And the number one thing, just because it was his calling card, it was such a big spot and a big moment. The game plan against the St. Louis Rams in the first Super Bowl thirty six. Hall of Fame worthy game plan. The greatest show on turf. On turf, you face them. At the time, the biggest spread in the history of the Super Bowl, I think it was 14. And the Patriots, thanks to the game plan. I mean, Tom Brady wasn't bad in the game, obviously. Managed it, did what he was doing all year. Didn't make mistakes, threw some touchdowns. But it was the signature of that game was the defensive play, the defensive game plan, and their defensive execution. That is the single most noteworthy thing um, that Belichick will ever be known for. Maybe not his most important thing, like I said, the Brady stuff, but the game plan, all of the defensive things that he's done over the course of his career, but that specific one with where the Rams were, with where the Patriots were, and how big of an underdog and where they were coming from, that was the the thing that, that was Belichick. That was it. So there's number one. There's your top ten list. Um, other honorable mentions. Ripping Spygate during the Deflategate impromptu press conference before the 2014 um, or before the Super Bowl 49. Thought that was a big moment addressing Spygate. Um, and I always remember him dancing on the stage at the rally after the first Super Bowl. That was funny. And the fourth and two. Fourth and two was a big moment. It, it just encap- it didn't work out, but it encapsulated. He was ballsy. He wasn't afraid to take a risk. Which I also happen to think we're not going to talk about this, but that was the right decision in that moment. You couldn't stop Peyton Manning in that offense that night. You get that. You get that fourth down. Game's over. If you punt it there, they were going to go down and score anyway. I, I totally agreed with that call. You can you, know, you talk about the play call, that specific play, or whatever you want to say. Agree with the call. You went to the, uh, Kevin Falk, who was money for you most times. Didn't work out. So that's the list. Belichick needs to be over. But a lot of good, a lot of time to talk about these types of things. But just want to get some of that out there. The list of Bill Belichick best moments with the Patriots. Um, a lot going on in the show today. It started with the Chris Sale trade. I'm for the trade. You know, it was something that the Red Sox needed to do. And if you missed the beginning of the show, it's just I don't think like the Belichick situation. This time has just run out, and Belichick and Sale were kind of in a similar spot. You knew what they were. You knew what you were going to get from them. All hope was attached to their resurgence, but it wasn't realistic. It wasn't likely, and you're better off moving on. The Red Sox, credit to them, they understood that. 
and they are now moving forward with a young guy that could be something, might not be something. The takeaway I had immediately was what I've been saying for a few weeks now, if not longer. Definitely longer than weeks, probably a year. You have to take these type of risks, and ideally some of these guys that have really paid off for other teams, championship-level teams, um, have have been acquired in this fashion where they were not the type of player, they're not the player that came up through the organization, but they were a player that, you know, by the time they got to where um, that whatever organization acquired them, they were going to be in a situation to succeed and not just succeed, but explode. And that's what happened to a few guys that we've seen win World Series. Jordan Alvarez, he started with the Dodgers. Ended up being a, a World Series champion, ALCS hero for the Astros. They acquired him in a trade because the, Dolph- the, the Dolphins, the Dodgers needed bullpen help. He goes to the Astros, explodes onto the scene, and he's the bit, part of the middle of the lineup that wins a World Series. Adolis Garcia started his career with the Cardinals, ends up on the Rangers, and becomes a big part of a World Series win. Randy Arozarena wins a World Series. It doesn't win the World Series, but he sets a record in the playoffs for home runs, or at least at the time. Started in the Cardinals organization. The Rays picked him up when he was young, before he had emerged, in a trade. And he explodes onto the scene with them. I don't know if this is going to happen with Vaughn Grissom, but I'm for the, the possibility of it. And now here we are in a situation where if you can take chances like that, eventually they're going to pay off. And now you get another up-and-coming middle infielder. What does that mean going forward? Are you going to package some of these young studs on the farm that have been there that haven't done anything at the major league level yet and give another, another team a chance to do what you're doing? Hopefully it doesn't work out for them better than it works out for you. But if you can get a pitcher, a bona fide starting pitcher, I mean, I'm for it. Especially if you tell me you're going to give up some of the prospects I'm not as attached to. Do I want to give up Marcelo Meyer? No. But if it's for the right pitcher, especially pitcher, I'd do it. And I'd be appreciative that they could take a risk and make a bold move. Because based on what I've seen, that's what works. That's what's been working. It's worked for the Celtics. You go back to prime Belichick. It used to work for him. Take a risk. Make a bold move. And try to take your team to the next level. That's what this whole Red Sox organization is pining for. Not to mention all the fans. Let's talk to Chris in the car on my list on Belichick. Hey, Chris. How we doing? Happy How we doing? Um, great, great. Happy New Year again. Happy New Year, um, man. I just wanted to say, yeah, thank you. Um, I just wanted to say, it's like you brought up that first Super Bowl, and that's what I always said. Um, I was talking to a guy at a bar, and I said, you know, before the Buffalo game, I go, and I was like, you shouldn't be drinking while you're on duty, you know, because he thought the Patriots were going to win. But I always did say this, but I always qualified that statement with Bill Belichick, like Bobby Knight, they can always come up with that one great game plan to uh, to win that one game you never expect. And uh, he did that in the Super Bowl. And the one thing nobody ever talks about in that Super Bowl, and I want to give the man credit, a long-forgotten name, to Bucky Jones was just killing people in that game. 
hitting. They would just hit those those guys so hard they didn't know what it was. And the defense played great. But if the game went one more minute, the defense was so gassed that uh, the St. Louis might have won that game. Yeah, thanks for the call, Chris. You're right. They, I mean, they were leaking oil down the stretch there. But you could say the same thing. I mean, it's it's funny how eerily similar, um, you know, that game and the game against Mahomes in the AFC Championship game in 2018 were. You were sort of leak. I think the Patriots were leaking more oil in the in the 2018 game. Um, you know, the Rams they didn't start. They weren't dominating, but they did start to find a rhythm, and had that game. I, that's why again, forget. Here's another thing. You know, I didn't even put this on the damn list. We, we don't even talk. It should have been on the list on its own. I'm just thinking of this. Everyone talks about that game. And maybe this is my fault. It's not because the other people maybe talk about this. But you think that game, you think of the defensive game plan. The game plan's in the Hall of Fame. The greatest show on turf, on turf. That's what Belichick was known for in that game. But what about the other thing he was known for that I didn't even mention? I didn't even put on the list deciding that in the final moments with a second-year quarterback who's basically a rookie, you were going to go for it. You were going to take a risk, be aggressive, and go for it. All the way backed up on your own 20 or whatever it was. Even I don't forget if they were on the 20 or, or further back. Belichick made that decision. We're going for it. We're not going to play for overtime. And, based, you know, the momentum had certainly shifted based on how the game was going. If they went to overtime, who knows what would have happened. You probably bet they would have lost, if, especially if they didn't get the ball. Remember what the overtime rules were back then. A field goal wins it. He made – forget about the whole game plan and greatest show on turf and all those things. He made the decision in the final minute and a half to go for it. With that quarterback, with that offense that wasn't anything special. It's not like your offense was your identity. You know what I mean? Your defense was your identity. If anything, he could have said, well, this is a young quarterback. We have an offense that's okay, but this isn't really their specialty. We're going to take our chances. We go to overtime. All we need is a field goal there. I don't know. We've seen him do stuff like that in the past. But in that moment, he went for it. That was awesome, and that was another huge thing he did in that game. That game is his masterpiece, his Mona Lisa, um, and he has a few of them. But that game was something else. Okay. Um, a final word when we get back here on WEI. Mark Dundere with you. From the Rubenstein Law Studios, 1-800-BOS-LEGAL. This is WEI. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Get Boston Sports Original on the go. Wherever you go. Just download the Odyssey app. We're right back to it. It's Mark Dondero on WEEI. All right, back here on WEI. Happy New Year. Um, 
this is my last time, obviously, on the station, I guess, until the new year. So, happy new year to you and yours. Thank you for listening. Um, let's get back. Let's rifle through the last couple of New Year's resolutions here. The Patriots, we've sort of been talking about it. The New Year's resolution for them, separate the coach and GM. I don't know how you're going to, you know, find a way to move on from Bill Belichick. If you're going to keep him, I guess you separate the GM from the coach. Just, I, I wouldn't do it, but... That's the thing. That's the model now. It, the old way is obsolete. I don't think you can do it with everything that goes on in NFL football. Separate the coach and GM this year in 2024 if you're the Patriots. That's what I think. The Bruins. It's an interesting one. I'm going to call it this. I'm going to say it this way. Prioritize goalie management. And what I mean, I'm thinking about the Bruins. And, no, obviously... 2019 in Game 7, that wasn't about Tuka Rask, really. It was about the first line. They didn't get it done against the Blues in that Game 7 at home. But when I think about the Bruins, obviously it's been a disappointment. Last year was a disappointment. Not winning a Stanley Cup with that core after winning in 2011 with how young all of them were. Not winning again. Disappointment. And I feel like the difference has been the goalie. Whether it was Tuka Rask, who... Love him or hate him, you know, a lot of he was a polarizing guy. That felt like he felt like the culture just wasn't always where it needed to be. He had mysterious absences and things went wrong. And it just, even though he was really good, felt like he didn't always add value to the culture at all times. Then you have last year. Are you going to go with Swayman? Are you going to alternate goalies like you've been doing all year? Are you going to stay with, um, now I'm for, you know, are you going to stay with Linus Allmark? Are you going to... It kind of got messy. Goalie Bob. If there was one thing maybe Jim Montgomery would have would take back, would do again, it might be alternate the goalies like he did all year. Especially if Allmark wasn't 100% healthy. And then I think back to 2011 when you did win. The one time you did win. What happened during it? Who won the Conn Smythe? Tim Thomas stood on his head. He was special, beyond special in that run, which isn't unprecedented. We see that a lot of times on teams that win the Stanley Cup. It's the goalie. The Bruins have done everything except win the Stanley Cup. Maybe that one factor, that one common thread is they haven't quite gotten the goaltending they've needed where the goalie is just beyond special in the playoffs. And if they can figure out, I'm, I'm phrasing it, prioritize goalie management. You can't make a goalie become special. But maybe it just comes down to that, the goalie. Maybe that was the, the goalie never could rise to the occasion the way Tim Thomas did. And there was always another goalie on another team that did better than yours. And maybe it's just about the goaltending. And it's as simple as that. So prioritize the goalies and the management of the goalies in 2024 for the Bruins and see what happens. we got one more email. Thank you to everybody that's emailed. Mark.Dondero at odyssey.com. Justin, I want you to chime in on this one. This is an interesting one. Um, who sent this one? Chuck and Winthrop. Which Celtic, at the end of their career, will we say had the better career for the Celtics when it's all said and done? Derek White or Rajon Rondo? Ooh, I think it's going to be Derek White. I will happily become prisoner of the moment right now and say Derek White. Rondo, you got to remember... Rondo was actually the guy here. And then it was, oh, it's the big four. Rondo's one of the big. And he was great in 2008. I thought he was perfect for that team. He was young. He could play some defense. He could distribute. And he was at his best when he had the pieces around him. Um, 
And when he, you know, after that, he was like 2012. He was like the guy for a minute. He was the guy. Um, and it was kind of fun. But with where Derek, like Derek White isn't ever going to be the guy here. Yeah, but maybe, maybe I'm a prisoner of the moment, but I feel like Rondo is oftentimes overlooked where maybe, again, prisoner of the moment right now, Derek White is not necessarily being that, and he'll always have that historic shot in Game 6 to force the Game 7 against Miami. So I think it would be Derek White. And we'll see where it goes. We'll see where it goes, and if he ends up the contributor that we think he is going to end up, if they do win a championship and the role that he'll have to play if that does happen with all the things that he does for this team, I think it's going to be Derek White too and how likable he is. Rondo was a little... You know, he gave some things, injuries, and the coach, whatever. But I think it's going to be Derek White. I think it's going to be Derek White, and I can't say enough about Derek White. I've loved watching him play this year. Loved watching your coverage of the Celtics this year. Thank you so much, Justin, for your help today. It's been a pleasure to be with you. Happy New Year. Um, hopefully we'll talk soon. Yes, sir. Happy thank New Year. Thank you to everybody for listening. Happy New Year to all. Um, and have a great weekend. Enjoy the football games tomorrow and on New Year's Day. Mark Dundare with you here on WEEI. Take care. really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.